Groovy. Groovy, brother. So you were in Nashville. Oh, wow. We're recording. <laughs> yes, dude. I was, I was in Nashville. <laughs> I didn't even realize we were recording. I just thought we were shooting this shit like bros. So, so we were. I was going to, so I was going to, you know, do that sidebar, but then you're always like, just let it roll. Man. Yeah. I so, love that. I love that. Cool. Here we are. Let's take that stuff out from before about mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, cool. We'll just start right with Groovy. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, we've got secret information in there, right? That's why we're cutting <laughs> that stuff out. Secret information, strategy, strategy that probably no one would want to listen to. Anyway, so I was in Nashville. Well, actually I was in Dallas and then I flew to Fort Lauderdale and then from Fort Lauderdale I spoke and then I after a couple hours after speaking I flew to Nashville and then I spoke in Nashville and then I flew back to Dallas and it was all between Friday night and Sunday night it was a pretty pretty crazy weekend flashbacks to traveling all the time with uh dude yeah it just gave me a real it's funny I feel like in some instances in life you'll do something you'll be like man I really miss this Mm -hmm. and then in other instances you'll be like I'm so glad I don't do this anymore and this was the latter. This was like, I am so glad that I am not traveling all the time. Like I was able to get all my workouts in, albeit like I, they were delayed. They were delayed by a couple of days. So today will be the final day that I catch up on all my workouts and everything. Nice. But even just like not having access to my normal equipment, not having access to a normal schedule. And most importantly, my daughter, dude, like, I was gone from Friday night, from Friday until Sunday night. So I I didn't see her just, I didn't two full days, Saturday, Sunday. By the time I got back, she was already in bed, but I saw her Friday morning. By the time I saw her again on Monday, she had already changed so much. Like there's like so much that happens with a one and a half year old on a date. She was saying words that she hadn't said before. She was doing things that she wasn't able to do before. And I'm like, I, I missed that. I missed the first time that she did that. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, just very glad that I am, that I am not traveling like I was with Gary Vee all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Um, did you talk to Dan John? That's the question I have for you. Dude, I did not. So Dan John spoke in Nashville on Saturday and I spoke in Nashville on Sunday. So the whole seminar was just two speakers, Dan John and myself, which was a huge honor to be headlining with Dan John. But he left Saturday night and I arrived Saturday night. And so I didn't get to see him speak and he didn't get to see me speak. But it's Your all ships good. Ships passing through the night. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But it was it was a great seminar in Nashville. It was really, really good. It was something called Lift the Palooza put on uh, by a really, really, really nice guy named Zach. It was great. And I spoke for like six hours, six hours, like a a 45 minute break in between. The first three hours were all about the deadlift. So it was just everything deadlift. And I still could have went on for another six hours, which is crazy, but went over deadlift technique for sumo conventional, went over. um, So basically did deadlift technique for sumo, then brought everybody over to the side and and everyone deadlifted. And then I walked around. One of the things I'll do as well when I present the deadlift is I like to bring up a handful of people in the crowd so that we can all watch them, which I think for the first couple of people is a little bit scary. But 
not only can the person that I'm coaching benefit, but we also do like a group coaching exercise. So that way everyone in the crowd can then watch and say, okay, well maybe they're doing this, maybe they're doing Mm -hmm. that. So that when they look at their own deadlifts, they can be better aware. So did sumo technique, then brought people up and did that. Then everyone deadlifted. Then came back, did the same exact thing with conventional, conventional technique, couple people, then everyone did conventional. Then I did an entire bit on, on program design just for the deadlift. So max effort deadlifting, dynamic effort deadlifting. And that was the part that I think most people are blown away by is the speed component of yeah. strength. The, when we're talking about how important acceleration is and people don't understand if we're looking at the, the equation for force, force equals mass times acceleration. Acceleration is literally 50% of the equation. If you want to increase force, mass and acceleration are equal. And people don't realize that, like how important the speed aspect is. Most people just want to lift more weight, lift more weight, lift more weight, which obviously is beneficial. But up to a point, there's you need to understand that if you're not increasing the speed at which you can or the rate at which you can produce force, which is your acceleration, then you're not going to get stronger. And you're literally missing 50% of the equation to increase force. So that part of the seminar, uh, people always really enjoy. And that was great. That, that was a really great crowd. It was a group of almost solely coaches. Not everyone was a coach, but almost all of them were coaches. And that group, they just, they just wanted to get better. Like they yeah. just wanted to be good coaches. I love crowds like that where it's just like, they just want to be really good coaches. And I was telling my mom about it. And I was on the phone with her on the Uber ride back after I landed back in Dallas. And she was like, that just sounds like what you were like when you were younger. You know, I was like, I was going to seminars every weekend, trying to yeah. learn, trying to get better. And so I think I relate a lot to the crowds of, of coaches who just, they just want to get better. They just want to understand better, help their clients better. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Man, that's so cool. It's interesting to me because, you know, we obviously work on the Jordan Syatt mini podcast, but you have this other podcast with Mike Vicante that's all about coaching. And it's like this whole side of you that I don't see as much. So when I hear about you like coaching other coaches and like nerding out about deadlift technique and I just think it's super cool. It's fun. It's fun. It's like, it's one of the, it's nice to have so many different things you're passionate about. It's like, you know, even after we, we stopped recording the podcast last time, we had a whole long conversation about like other random stuff. It's just nice to have things that you're passionate about outside of just one thing. I don't know. It's, it's exciting and it's fun and it, it makes conversations more enjoyable and I think gives more meaning to life as well. Yeah. I find uh, the more interested you are in things, the more interesting you are. Um, mm, I, like I find that. times where I felt bored in life, I was actually just very boring. Mm. And so for me, like having that kind of connection flip on in my head like oh right like that because I'm not engaging in in the way that I could be because I'm not putting myself into things like I could be you know dude that that's actually a very poignant quote times when I was bored I was actually just boring man that has so much meaning to it (laughs) that's like a very powerful is that a real quote or you just make that up I don't you know just said that it. I made it up. I've, I've said, said it, it before, though. It's okay. something that I've like thought about and like put in so many words, but I'm not 100% that I didn't hear it from some great person before. Well, tr- You're the uh, great person who <laughs> that that quote is attributed to. Dude, that's 
absolutely just chef's kiss. I love that. That's (laughs) super well said. Thanks, man. So um, we're going to skip the line today and we're going to put this episode out post haste Mm -hmm. because today we're going to talk all about the inner circle. Mm, Let's do it. Yeah, it's been nuts, dude. It's been crazy with the new app coming out. Did you not know how crazy it's been with the new app coming out? So I I haven't done jujitsu for about two months. Yo. Who That's are an exact six weeks. Six weeks. Not two months. Six weeks. Because uh it's just been so crazy with everything going on that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take a break. And and to be fair, I've been really enjoying my splits training and mobility work. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have time to do both. I didn't have time to do my regular workouts, which in this case would be mobility. And in addition to that, doing jujitsu. So I haven't done jujitsu in like six weeks until yesterday. Yesterday was my first day back where I I started rolling again. But um, back. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm excited about it. But it was so much was going into this app and into the launch of the the revamped inner circle that just didn't have time to do it. So yeah, very excited, very excited to to launch the inner circle. So it's the the beta version of the app came out yesterday, which um, scary, nerve wracking, and exciting all at once. So I just downloaded the app. Oh, good, you got access. Um, so I've been scrolling around and cruising it. Did you email Cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. my my You're account paying, was right? expired, so. Uh, okay, not so that now, I'm aware of. I got to make sure to check my credit <laughs> card statement. Um, no, I shouldn't be. Uh, good, 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 good. But yeah, thank you so much. So yeah, I was able to go on there and, and download it and cruise around. And there is so much there. Um, <laughs> in the, in the awesome. new app, in the new one? Well, that that's what I was going to ask. He was like, I'm not, how do I know if I got the new app or- Are you in the Facebook group? No. No, I okay. I just so you're on the old Facebook one. like the plague. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. A topic of controversy with one of my cousins, but you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> tough. I love how that's a topic of controversy with one of your cousins. That sounds like a cousin argument to have. Yeah, it's like this is why don't you just get on there and then we can plan stuff. And I'm like, I'm just never on there. Just call me. Yeah, you yeah. have my number. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Um, you have, you have the, the old one, which there's, there's still, there's a lot on there. Um, the, the main issue is that there's so much on there that for someone who's just joining and might not have a background in strength training can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so the new app, so basically the only way to get the beta version, eventually when we full launch, everyone will just automatically get the new app. But for the beta version, we only allowed it for people who were in the Facebook group, mainly because there are a lot of reasons, but mainly because part of beta involves getting user feedback. Right. And anytime you launch a new app, especially a beta version, there's a lot of bugs, there's a lot of issues. And we wanted people to, number one, be able to report it within the app, but also have conversations on the Facebook group. Whereas yeah. I didn't want people who were on their own to just have the app on their own and then be like, well, this sucks. This is broken. And then not see like, Hey, this is something we're working on. It will be fixed. So you have the old one and it's great. And I love it. And and it's done very well for, for many, many, many people. But, um, the new app is way more individualized. So when you first join the app, you'll go through a series of quick questions 
asking about your goals, asking about you individually so that your home screen is going to be all about you. Mm-hmm. Right now in the, the old app, there's access to all the information and you can start your workouts and, and it will make it about you. It tracks your records with lifting, all that stuff. But the new app is, it's all about you mm-hmm. and your calories, your protein, your fiber, your workout, your like personal history with lifting, like everything. It's, it's you based, your consistency calendar, your weight chart, your measurements, your pictures, everything. So, yeah, because the old app has that stuff, but it's more like if you want to track consistency, here's the calendar. If correct, you want to correct. do this, here's the workout. Whereas this sounds like it's more like a like a modern tracking app where it's like like you have a dashboard and you're yes. updating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so it's, cool. It, yeah, and so it has all of that stuff, but even better than before. Like the design is way better. The user face is way better. And then from just the dashboard, as as soon as you open it, you've got your workout, you've got like everything that is like you individually is right there. And then also I think that the kicker is the nutrition side of tracking, which we didn't have. We didn't mm-hmm. have a nutrition tracker. Now we've got an actual nutrition tracker where you can track your nutrition if you want. And then also a barcode scanner, which you don't need to use a separate app for that. Correct. Yeah. That's nice. And so people have been asking like, what's the difference between my fitness pal and, and this it's like, well, I'll say my fitness pal has way more years and years and years and years and years of experience and, and knowledge and outrageous amounts of money going into their nutrition tracker. So realistically theirs is probably more comprehensive, not probably theirs is definitively more comprehensive and better. But ours is very, very good. It uses an international food database. So whether the mm-hmm. US or UK or Australia or Hong Kong, you scan a barcode, it's foods from all over the world. But MyFitnessPal is just nutrition. Whereas this is, it's nutrition, it's strength training, right. it's cardio, it's, it's consistency calendar, it's everything all in one. And we're, we're looking to constantly improve it. Right, that nutrition barcode scanner has been the bane of my existence. Oh no, (laughs) it has been so. There have been so many struggles to get that thing to work properly. It's just been, it's been really difficult. So very excited to have it. It's also the thing I'm most proud of having. I think Mm -hmm. it's just so, so, so important and so helpful. But it's just, it's been so difficult. And then another big thing difference from the app that you have versus the the new app is every exercise you can substitute an exercise. Yeah, you were talking about the <laughs> Yeah. So like I'm I literally and I still haven't finished. I have a couple more hours of work on this, but uh almost done where literally I manually link every exercise to appropriate substitutions for it. And I, I want to clarify like the the workouts are not individualized. So every month I put out a new four times a week and a new three times a week program. And the monthly so, program, got the it. The monthly program. So it's not like I make it for each member, but you have the monthly program. And then if you need to individualize it for yourself, then you can change the exercise. Like let's say forward lunges hurt your knees. You want to do reverse lunges instead. You can do that and no problem. It tracks your progress. It tracks you, like what weights you use. So you know what your personal best is. It tracks all of that stuff. Um, but the workouts are what everyone in the group is doing. It's not for each individual, which Got it. we could yeah, talk yeah. about that, about like whether or not that's overrated or not. But yeah, like it's, it's not like I write each individual's workout program, but we have a, a beginner program which the beginner program was initially called Unicorn Strong Challenge. That's what it's been mm-hmm. called for many, many years. But uh, that was when 
unicorns were a big part of my brand because I started a coffee company called Unicorn Magic Coffee. And and that was like a big part. But then after that coffee company went away, people were like, wait, why is this called Unicorn Strong? Because I don't talk about that stuff anymore. So we, <laughs> we, we renamed it to Strength Starter. So I need to download the the Unicorn Strong PDF right now. Correct. It's, like it's going to be gone. Content, yes, right? exactly. Yeah, it's going to be gone. <laughs> So, so now we have strength starter and strength starter dumbbell only. If like you only mm-hmm. have access to dumbbells, then we have strength starter barbell, like full gym. So we have, we have both of those now. I was flipping through right before you came on, I was flipping through, um, the deadlift program. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you would love that. Like, That's my favorite man, program. I gotta, I gotta get the barbell out again. That's, <laughs> that looked badass. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite, probably my favorite program I've ever written in my really? entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Deadlift Domination is uh-huh. just, it's an insane, insane, insane program. It's awesome. You should, you would love it. So that couch back there, I think I'd have to like tip it on its side and then like build the squat rack right there. <laughs> yeah, do it, man. <laughs> it's like couch or squat rack. Hmm. And then for all like the plyometrics, the jumping, you'd be jumping up your stairs right there. Yeah. You'd be like, all right, like <laughs> week one, like jumping up two stairs, week two, jumping up three, like week eight, you're jumping up like your entire flight of stairs. Crazy, crazy. Um, Yeah, well, that's super exciting, man. I wanted to kind of step back and rewind and talk about the beginnings of the inner circle. Mm. You've mentioned before you kind of modeled it after a like a science review, a fitness yes. science review that you followed pretty regularly. Yep. And so I want to take you back there. So paint a picture for us of kind of where you were in your career, what you were working on, and like how you decided to come up with this inner circle. Yeah. So I subscribed to Alan Aragon's research review in, I believe it was 2011 and it's, it was $10 a month. It's still $10 a month. And in my opinion, the single greatest scientific research review ever created. There have been many people who've created more research reviews since then. I've subscribed to many of them and none of them are as good as Alan's. Alan's is the only one that I will, that I still subscribe to and will always subscribe to. And basically he takes all of the latest research and boils it down and, and explains the study, the flaws of the study, the pros of the study, all of that stuff. And, and that was it. And so I, every month I would read that religiously and I was like, this is just amazing. And I, I did that in like 2011 or something. And it wasn't until about early 2015 that I really started to be like, I need another aspect of my own business because 2011 is when I started Sciat Fitness, July of 2011. By the time 2015 came, I probably had about like between 70 to 80 one-on-one online coaching clients, which is like a a, a huge amount. It's a lot. It is a huge (laughs) amount. And I was answering emails for like 16 hours a day, just, you know, whether it was reviewing their technique videos, answering questions they had, it was, it was an, an enormous amount of work. And I was, I was young. I was like, I don't know, 20. Three, twenty-four ish, mm. twenty-four, twenty-five in that range, and um, I was still competitively powerlifting. And between having an enormous amount of work, but also realizing that there were still many people who weren't able to afford my coaching because it's one-on-one, I was like, I need another wing of my business that allows people to 
benefit from my coaching without it necessarily being one-on-one, without it being super, super, super expensive, and also allows me to coach whether it's 10 people or 1,000 people, it's the same amount of effort on my end because it, it's a different style of, of coaching. It's yeah. more of a membership model, which for whatever it's worth, that is not accurate. If you've got a thousand people, it's way more work than 10 people <laughs> <laughs> just from the, uh, just from the, the customer service perspective. So mm-hmm. the, in my mind, I was like, Oh, it'll be easy. Cause it's just coaching. No, no, it's way more work. The more people you have. So, <laughs> so um, quick aside, I said this at, at one of the seminars over the weekend, a lot of coaches and people want passive income. There's no such thing as passive income. It doesn't exist. It's a fucking lie. It's mm-hmm. uh, if you're searching for passive income, then you're doing the same thing of people searching for an easy six pack, like good luck. It's the exact same thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. So I knew I wanted to do this, but I didn't know how. And I had been through three business coaches over the past couple of years, all of whom were terrible. They're all oh, terrible, man. horrible. And I invested a truly obscene amount of money into these coaches and they were all terrible. They were doing things that were against my idea of what was right and wrong and it just didn't feel good. And then I, I eventually found an amazing man. His name is Pat Flynn. And Pat Flynn is just an amazing friend of mine to this day. And he gave me the idea and concept for the inner circle. He was like, this is something that we can do. And I was like, okay, like let's give it a shot. So basically I wanted to model mine off of Alan Aragon's research review where in my mind, I was like, every month I'll come out with a new program because Alan came out with a new research review every month. And I was like, that's perfect. I give my clients new programs every month anyway. So I'll have new workout programs every month. And that was basically what I thought it was going to be. And basically in December of 2015, I launched the inner circle and I wanted to make this, keep in mind in December of 2015, I did not have a big social media audience at all. I had a couple thousand across all platforms. Like it was not a lot. And I really wanted to make it a, a, a bang of a launch. So when I launched this, I was like, I need to come up with, I, I need to make the offer so good that people would be stupid not to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Have I told you what the offer was before? Do you know mm-hmm. the story? I, I don't remember. Okay. So when I launched the inner circle, December of 2015, I said, if you join right now, it's going to be $1 to get in. You will join for $1. If you don't like what you see in the inner circle, if you don't like what you get, I will give you your dollar back. And not only will I give you your dollar back, if you don't like what's involved in the inner circle, I will pay you a dollar of my own money. So oh, man, <laughs> I was like, n- not only do you have nothing to lose, you actually stand to make money if you join the inner circle and you don't like it. And in my mind, I was like, man, I'm going to get so many people signing up for this, right? And this is, I think, a mistake that a lot of business owners and especially coaches make. They think, oh, well, if it's low cost, people will sign up. It's not how it works. There's so many other factors at play. I got 80 people to sign up for the inner circle, which I was really upset about it. I was like, only, in my mind, only 80 people, which like up to that point was a huge amount of people signing up for one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I thought there was going to be just so many people signing up because it's such a ridiculous offer. No. And the reason is because I I hadn't given people enough reason to sign up in terms of my knowledge, my expertise, giving them free information online. But anyway, I got 80 people to sign up at the first launch. One dude wanted the refund and me to pay him a dollar. (laughs) 
So I was like so fucking pissed. I was like, you piece of shit. I put in all this work for this whole thing and you're actually, all right, whatever. I pay him a dollar. I was my we'll, we'll put a link to his profile in the show notes. You know? <laughs> so I, I refunded him, paid him the dollar, whatever. So I had 79 people in the inner circle. Over the course of the next few months, the inner circle went from 79 people down to 40 people. So, cause that, that's the thing is, especially in a program that's not individualized, not one-on-one, there's generally a higher churn rate. And so people joined cause they wanted to see what was involved. And then they, they weren't doing the program. They canceled. So it went down to about 40 people. And I got some new orders over that time, but the cancellations were mm-hmm. higher than the new order rate. The deal that I made with myself was this. And I said this to Pat as well. I was like, I need to give this one full year of effort. I was like, I cannot quit this before I try it legitimately for one year. If I give up before one year, then I didn't actually give it a shot. And so for the first like six months, it went down, down, down. 40 is the lowest it has ever been. Or Hashem, thank God, is the the lowest the, the membership has ever been. Once I hit 40, that's when things started to change. Started to, oh, okay, cool. Now we're at 45. Now we're at 50. Started to go up. And by the end of the year, I was at 100. Right around 100. So after a year, I was like, wow, there's 100 people. Like, let's give it another year. And, then, and so they're then, sticking with it, you know, and they're sticking with people it. that are still here. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're enjoying it. And there were many changes that I make when I first launched it. I didn't have a Facebook group. After a few months, I asked, I asked around, I was like, do you want a Facebook group? Yeah, we do. So I made that. And that helped a lot with retention because the group is just super encouraging and kind. And so then um, two years goes by and I've got 200 people in there. And I was like, oh, wow, like this could actually be a legit thing. And then at that point, I had to change my payment processor. We were having issues with my payment processor. So literally, I had to cancel everyone's membership, (gasps) change the payment processor, and only 50% of the people signed back on. Right. So I went back down to 100. And and part of me was really upset, but part of me was also like, if this is going to be my business model in the future, I'd rather do it with 200 people than with however many people might be in a year, two years, three Mm -hmm. years, five years, whatever. And that turned out to be a a potentially life-saving switch that I made early on. So, um, so did that. But at this point in time, within the first year or two years, early, early on, I was just what I did on my website, on the back end of sciatfitness.com. I didn't have an inner circle website. I just, I opened up a new page every month and I password protected the page and I wrote down the new workout in that page. And then I would email that password and the link to all of the members on my email, on the inner circle email list. And then they would go in, put the password in, get the workout that month. And it was essentially a PDF and that was it. And then, you know, people were asking nutrition questions. People were asking all all the like exercise video tutorials. And I was like, you know, let's just keep adding more. So let's add nutrition guidelines every month. Let's add exercise video tutorials. Let's add blah, 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 blah. And so eventually it became like, this is so much to put into a PDF. It's going to be really difficult. Mm -hmm. So then I hired a web designer to make an inner circle website where I could essentially put it all into every month. We have this new edition, a new edition mm-hmm. every month with, you know, your video courses and exercise video tutorials and your workout programs, nutrition guidelines, all of this stuff. So paid a lot of money to make that web design and then and make that. And it was initially easier. And then um, am I answering the question properly? Like, am I going oh, down? No, the this road? is okay, great. Cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped cool. with attention. 
So, so then what happened is in about 2017, I think it was like, all this is going on. And in the Facebook group, I have, there's a lot of questions. There's a couple hundred people in there now. And there's a lot of questions and I'm trying to be in there as much as I can, but I'm also, you know, I have still have probably at this point, like 60 one-on-one clients, which I'm answering and, and doing all that. I'm coaching Gary Vaynerchuk, traveling all over the world, coaching him. And I'm trying to be in the inner circle Facebook group as much as I can to answer questions and all that. And every time I go in the Facebook group, I'm realizing that the questions are answered by this one woman. This one woman is answering all the questions. Not only is she answering all the questions, she's answering them perfectly. <laughs> and I would just be like, yep, what Susan said. Just, I, And I would be in there and I'd be like, Susan said it perfectly. Like she said it absolutely perfectly. And Susan, Susan Ebergall, she was a one-on-one client of mine at the time and she had joined the inner circle and she was just passionate about helping people with fitness and she was answering everyone's questions. Part of me also thinks there was this like motherly instinct as well, where she knew that I was super, super, super strict, uh, stressed. And she mm-hmm. was just like going in there because she's just like the most amazing person. She was like, I'm just going to help them out. But I think she's also just really passionate about this stuff. And so I realized, I said to myself, I was like, if I lost Susan, like if Susan just randomly is like, nah, I don't want to be in the inner circle anymore. I'm fucked. So I, you know, we're one-on-one clients at the time. So I was like, I called her. And I was like, hey, do you want to be like my co-coach in the inner circle? And she immediately like, no pause. Yes, immediately. immediately, Yes, I want to be in. I want to do it. And so in 2017, Susan became my co-coach in the inner circle and could not have grown without her, could not have done it without her because she has been so important in terms of being forward facing, in terms of answering people's questions. Like. I think early on in many people's business careers, they're like, they want to be a one person show, one man, Mm -hmm. one woman show, because they don't trust other people. And I definitely fell into that. But I realized like, there's a quote that says, if you want to accomplish, like, if you want to do something good, like do it yourself. If you want to do something great, then have an amazing team around you or something. Mm. And and Susan was, you know, the beginning of that team, Susan and Kat, my assistant as well. And so I take on Susan and essentially she allows me to do more. She allows me to to get more done. And uh, that's in 2017. And that's when Susan would start coming every month. She would start uh, coming to New York City every month. And we'd Where make is she based addition. out of? Uh, Virginia. Uh, oh, like no right, near D, right near DC. Yeah, she's, she's, she's in she's my close neck of the woods. She's in wow. your, yeah, she's in your area. You should reach out. Uh, right. I believe it, I believe in she's in Vienna, I think. Mm-hmm. Vienna, Virginia. Yeah, it's on um, the metro. So yeah, she's like, she lives very close to the metro. So she would come every month, every single month. She was, she was coming to New York city, filming videos, writing the new programs, doing everything. And, and I'm, you know, me, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place with everything. I'm just, I'm super ADD, but like, I think people say that and they don't really mean like, I'm legit. I'm all over the place, dude. And I have my hands in so many different pots, so many different things going on. Susan was the one to really like keep me centered and focused and be like this is what we're doing this is, and she would come up every month here's the plan here's what we're doing like and here's the checklist essentially this is what you mm-hmm. need to get done mm-hmm. and um here's the new workout program here's the new nutrition guidelines here's the new exercise video tutorials all of this every month and um that's basically what we've done for many, many years. And and even during COVID, she was still doing that. She was still coming up through COVID. My wife and I, we moved to Dallas. She's instead of coming to New York, she flew to Dallas 
And that's what we've done for a very long time. It was only recently that we then started doing like every other month and we would get two editions done at the same time. And it's just, it's getting a little bit crazy. And so we're, we're making some changes, but eventually one of our inner circle members, it was probably, probably around 2019, 2020. Her name is Alex. She's in the UK. She was like, Hey guys, I'm an app developer. I would, have you ever thought about having an app for the inner circle? And keeping at this point in time, I've been approached probably by hundreds of people about it, mm-hmm. getting emails and DMS. I'm an app developer. I'm an app developer. And it's always written. The, these pitches are always written from the perspective of you could make more money, which immediately for me is a huge turnoff. Like you don't know anything about me, you know, nothing about my business. Like if, if you knew me, you would know that saying you're going to make more money would just immediately make me want to vomit. Like that's not why I do this. Alex approached being like, I'm an inner circle member. I love the inner circle. I'm an app developer. Have you thought about doing this to make it better? Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, she know, like she's an IC She knows member. the product, yeah. She knows the product. She uses it. She enjoys it. I can make this more easy for you and your members. Now we've got a conversation. So Alex makes the first iteration of the app, which you have right now. Nice. And it gets immediate amazing feedback. And we can track on the back end of the website. We can track... Are people spending time on the website? Are they tr- spending time on the app? Where are they spending their time? We can look at these heat maps and say, all right, people are spending time in the workouts or spending time here, wherever. We can see where they're spending their time. The vast majority of people immediately switch to the app, like almost everybody. And uh, and there are some people on the website, but 90 plus percent are on the app. And then, and we can see even more like where specifically in the app. And then from there, we, we've done that for a few years. But then, you know, after a few years, we get a lot of feedback. And the one major piece of feedback that was negative was, I just don't know where to start. Mm. Now, keep in mind, we tried to do everything we could to make this easier. We have a start here tab. Yep. Start here. This is your 90 day. (laughs) It's got your diet and workout for the first three months. Yeah. So like we've got a start here tab. It's highlighted. It's bolded. It's like, this is where you start. This is what you begin with. And when you sign up, you get this intro email, please click here. This is what you do. All this stuff. But there are still people who are like, I just feel very overwhelmed, which objectively I can understand that because there's a lot in there. And even though there's the start here tab, there's also, but there's this program and that program and it's, it's a lot. Oh yeah. I was, I was clicking all over the place. Yeah. So it's like, I know they said start here, but what if, you know, so I was like, okay, we need to make this even better. So after about three years with the current app approach, Alex, we're like, Hey, it's time for a new app and we need to make this an insane, insane, insane app. And so we began that process and, and now here we are with this brand new app. Um, so yeah, that's like the, the general background. I, there are a lot that I sort of mm-hmm. just glossed over, but what do you think about that? Any questions about that? Yeah. So it, it sounds like it started out as uh, access to programming. Correct. Yep. So kind of like a, a natural extension of your coaching, your online coaching, but it's like, how can I coach more people at once? I'll create this program and give it to everybody in the inner circle. And then I can answer questions on Facebook, that kind of thing. Correct. And it grew from there. So I guess what was the biggest thing that surprised you about how it's changed over the years? Hmm, Man, there's a lot. There's a bunch. So I'll start with number one. When I first started the inner circle, I didn't have a Facebook group. And the reason I didn't have a Facebook group is like you, 
I hated Facebook. <laughs> and, and I was like, in, in my mind, I was just like, eh, I hate Facebook. I know a lot of people hate Facebook. I don't want to do Facebook. I just thought there was going to be a negativity around it. After a few months, I emailed and I, I was like, do you want a Facebook group? And overwhelming majority was yes, yes, yes. And, and people, they just want a community. They want a community. Mm-hmm. And, and so to this day, I think the Facebook group is the greatest thing about the inner circle. It's the, it's the absolute greatest component of it because you have a community of people. It is so encouraging. It's so kind. And this is, if you scroll through the Facebook group, you'll see people constantly being like, I was nervous. I was apprehensive. I didn't expect like this group is different than other groups. And it's just, it's so great to have such a a wonderfully kind, encouraging, positive community of people in there that'll have your back no matter what. And I think a lot of people in general, don't have many people in their corner nowadays in person, their family, their friends, like they don't really support them in many ways. Whereas with the inner circle, if you need that, you've got it. You've got a community of thousands of people who've got your back immediately, no matter what. You got a question on your exercise technique, post a video, no one's going to judge you, no one's going to say anything, they're just going to help you out. If you have a question about you're going out to dinner, you don't know what to do, you're feeling anxious, worried, people are going to help you out. If you want to post a win, a celebratory post, people are going to support you, encourage you. It's just it's amazing. And and I've said this before, like nothing's perfect. So there have been rare instances in which someone's been a dick and Susan and I immediately remove them, cancel their membership and don't let them back in. There's a zero tolerance policy for someone being an asshole. So Mm -hmm. if someone is an asshole gone immediately, like there's, there's no like, Hey, this is a warning. Like, Nope, you're out. Mm -hmm. Because if you start giving out warnings, then it allows it to fester and people like start and then, all right, well, they want to what toe war- the line. There's yeah. no, none of that. It's like zero tolerance. It's like, there's, if you're rude, mean, whatever, like you're out gone. So that I think has been great because no one's rude to me. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, it's just been a, a really wonderful, wonderful thing. So that I think the Facebook group surprised me a lot. I think the other thing that surprised me is from a, a coach's perspective, when I started to make it better and add more of the exercise videos and the video courses, and we have all these manuals, all these things, I thought, I was like, man, people are going to love having this and love having that. And the reality is we can look and see what people spend the most time on. The vast majority of people, well over 90% of people spend well over 90% of the time just on the workouts. Even to this day, it's just the workouts. That's Mm -hmm. it. And so, which for me, in my mind, as a coach and as a business owner, I, I like to, I want to over deliver. I want to give you more. I want to give you more. I want to give you more. But that is what I think led to having so much stuff on the current app where it was almost overwhelming. It was like, I just wanted to keep giving, keep giving, keep giving. And I think people just got a little bit overwhelmed. So the one of the main purposes behind the the new update is since I can see what behaviorally people are are actually looking at, let's just make that unbelievably easy to be top of mind right in front of your face. You want this? It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's right there. That's it. And if you want to dig around, you want to find other stuff, it's there. But in terms of making this as easy as possible, it's like we've just got it right in front for you. And so from the surprise aspect, it's people didn't want all the fancy bells and whistles. They just wanted simple, easy, straightforward programming that they could follow every month with basic things to help them make it easier, like exercise substitutions, keeping track of their weights, what their personal records are, easy to follow exercise video tutorials. That's just what they wanted. And so that's it. Just super simple, very basic. And and I'll say 
this is, I think, an important point. There are people in the inner circle who are like complete beginners, like they've never done any lifting before. And there are people in the inner circle who are very high level lifters. There are some people who are high level athletes who are in there. The inner circle caters to the people who are complete beginners all the way to like beginning advanced intermediate intermediate advanced lifters it doesn't cater to the athlete it doesn't Mm -hmm. cater to the high 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 level individual it definitely doesn't cater to bodybuilders it's not for like if you want to be a bodybuilder this is it's not for you like this is you shouldn't join this if you want to be standing on a stage doing bodybuilding and Mm -hmm. i know there will be some inner circle members who will say like but i've done that and like i love it it's amazing this is not like a bodybuilder physique competitor driven program. This is for the everyday person who maybe they know what to do. Maybe they don't, but whether you're a complete beginner and you've never done it before, or you're someone who's been doing it for years, it's going to give you exactly what you need. It's going to give you the exercise video tutorials. It's going to give you high quality expert level strength training program that you can follow. But I think when I was younger, especially like 18, 19, 20, I was like, "Ah, I want to work with high level athletes. I want to work with high level people. And as I've gotten older and as a coach starting around probably 23, 24, 25, I was like, I just want to work with regular people. Mm-hmm. It's more fun, more enjoyable, more relatable. I just want to help people live a better, healthier life. And, and that's what the inner circle is for, which was, I think a, if you spoke to 18 year old me, I'd be like, oh, I thought you were going to work with professional athletes. Right. And, and 32 year old me is like, you're going to work with the salt of the earth every day, regular people. And like, you're going to love it way more than you ever would have with professional athletes. So at some point, the inner circle went from being one part of, you know, you doing online training, Mm one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. to you letting go one-on-one coaching altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did that happen? Walk us through that process. Yeah. So if you look at my goals, so every six months on in early January and then my, around my birthday, I make my goals, which, you know, we have the goal podcast. If you look at my goals from around when I started the inner circle, you'll see every six months it changed slightly. So at first it was like, all right, work with my ultimate goal was to get to 40 one-on-one clients and then just the inner circle. And then about a year later, it was like, okay, maybe get to 30 one-on-one clients and then just the inner circle. And then the next year was, all right, maybe 20 one-on-one clients and then just the inner circle. And eventually it got to like, I just want to work with like five to 10 people one-on-one who I love working with, who I don't even want to charge to work with. I just mm-hmm. love working with them. It's just, I, I like to write programs and coach them. It's like five, 10 people and then all the inner circle. And I remember that was like a major goal of mine. And it was something that scared the shit out of me. And my mom and I talk about it pretty frequently, how when I first launched the inner circle, I was petrified. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if people are going to like it. I got to bring my mom on the podcast so she can, people can hear it from her perspective. Like she has a very good story about it. How I was so scared, but I didn't know if it was ever going to be possible. And you have to understand from a business perspective, up until 2015, my entire business was just one-on-one coaching. And it was generally about $300 per month per client. And so all of my income was coming just from from that. And so to go from $300 a month per person to initially it was $1, right? And then it was, then I I went to $7.99. And then I went to $12.99. And then I think it went to $14.99, which is just a stupid jump. And then I went (laughs) to $17.99. And then I went to twenty four ninety nine. So 
to go from actually, and before I get to this, I should say this really quickly. This is really important. I still have some people paying $7.99 a month. There's a small handful of people paying $7.99. I have a small handful of people paying $14.99. I have a small handful of people paying $17.99 because every time I increase the price, I tell current members, I say, as long as you stay a current member, an active member, your price will never increase ever. Mm -hmm. So there are some people who've been a member since it was $7.99 and they'll never, like they have access to everything. And so I'm saying this now because the full app launches in a few weeks. And if you join now, then you will get in at the current price. And as long as you remain an active member, it will never increase. The price is doubling once the full app launches, once like this beta testing is over and it is doubling. So for right now, for a quarter, it's like 75 bucks for three months. It's going to be like 150 bucks for three months within a couple of weeks. So if you want to get in now and stay at that price forever, as long as you remain an active member, now's the chance to do that. Link is in the show notes. But I was, I would slowly increase the price. And so in my mind, I was like, man, I don't know if there's going to be ever a point in which I can completely take over with just the inner circle to one-on-one. But um, when I, when I launched the inner circle, the idea of going, okay, you could either come on one-on-one with me for $300 or put you in the inner circle for Seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. or for twelve ninety nine, fourteen, whatever it is. And keep in mind when you, especially when you just start something like a membership, you're essentially giving away one on one coaching because mm-hmm. you're just starting out. You don't have your systems. You don't really know how it works. And people are going to be emailing you and asking for help. And you're going to give them one on one attention for a fraction of the one on one price. And I've spoken about my like growing up. We didn't have much money. I have a lot of fear around money, and so. When anyone would reach out to me, I would immediately bring them on as a one-on-one client. And I was still like only promoting my one-on-one. Just very rarely I would promote the inner circle, which is one of the reasons why it grew probably a little bit more slowly, but I wasn't really pushing it. I I would push my one-on-one because that was the greater amount of money in the short term. And by the time it came to the summer of 2017, I was so overloaded and so swamped with everything going on. I called my assistant Kat. She's amazing. And um, it's so funny. Almost all of the people that I work with, like Kat, Susan, whoever, they were all one-on-one clients before they started working with me. So Kat was a one-on-one client. And um, I told Kat, I remember I was in the parking lot of a hotel because I was coaching Gary. I was walking around getting my steps in. And I called her. I was like, I, you can't allow me to take on more one-on-one clients anymore. It's 2017, summer 20. I was like, you cannot allow me to do this anymore. I'm shooting myself in the foot. Anyone who writes an email requesting to be a one-on-one client, essentially we came up with an email that we could send them and say, hey, listen, I'm not taking on one-on-one clients anymore. If you want to join the inner circle, you can do that here. If you know you want one-on-one attention, I have two different coaches that I would refer to. Mm -hmm. One was a male, one was a female, just because some people are more comfortable with a male or a female. And so I, I had my good friends who would either be the male or female coach that I would refer them to depending on what the person wanted. But that was it. And I stopped promoting one-on-one coaching and I only started promoting the inner circle. And that was it. And I immediately started to see a jump in inner circle growth just from that. But it took me until about, it took me until about 2020 before I was able to get to a, a small handful of one-on-one coaching clients. So from, I started in 2015 and it wasn't until 
about 2020, 2021 until where the inner circle was my main source of revenue. Not the only source of revenue, but it was the main one. And I still work with a small handful of one-on-one people, but I don't charge them. It's like, these are just people that I really like working with that are just, you know, I write their programs and they're very low maintenance. They're not like, they're not people who are who who need a lot of help, but I love working with them, and I've worked with them for a long time, and um, so I, I will always have some one on one, but I just do it because I love it, not because I I need the money from that perspective. It's just like the, the inner circle is my main thing, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So so clients they come and go, right? Were you just sort of waiting for like when you set a goal? I want to go from forty from eighty one-on-one clients to 40 one-on-one clients. Are you just waiting for them to sort of move on because there's enough churn? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't fire anyone. I have, I fired anyone. No, I didn't say, Hey, we can't do this anymore there. I've only done that once. And that was in person. Have I already told you this story? No, dude, this was so bad. So I was coaching in person in Boston at a gym in Boston and I'll never forget this. So it was probably, it must've been 2014, 2013, 2014, 2014. And, um, working at this gym and every gym is different, but at this gym, the way that it works, which is very common, you get fed clients. You know, there's someone who signs up they, and you, cool. This is going to be your client now. And so I was like, awesome. This is gonna be my client. He was a doctor. He was, I think he was a heart doctor. Like I forget exactly, but he was like a cardiologist, some type of a heart doctor. But it was weird because he was chain smoking. I was like, that's weird. Like this cardiologist is just <laughs> fucking chain smoking. Like, and you know, I don't mind for like, uh, there are many doctors who are, who are very out of shape, mm-hmm. but to be chain smoking, I was like, that's just fucking like, this is like the most Boston. This gym was in Chelsea, Massachusetts. So it's very close to Revere, very close to Lynn. And if anyone knows, like these are, they're hard areas. Like, this is a very a hard fucking Boston. This is this is a hard area <laughs> town. It's not a nice area. My dad grew up in Lynn. Lynn is like one of the most dangerous areas in, in Massachusetts. Like it's a it's a bad spot. And um, this guy comes in not in sh- not in good shape, but he wants to get in shape, which I love. But he's fucking chain smoking, which is odd right out the bat. And immediately, and when I say immediately, I mean immediately. Every single thing that I'm having him do, everything. This doesn't make sense. I don't know why we're doing this. This doesn't make sense. This this exercise doesn't make sense. I don't want to do this one. I don't want to do that one. And I'm like, oh, geez, like this guy's just really difficult to work yeah. with. And I had never had it before. But like day one, and it went like that for several weeks, every single thing. This exercise doesn't work. That exercise doesn't work. This doesn't make sense. Why aren't I doing that? And what I w- was noticing is like, I was having him start off with very basic exercises, bro. This guy's mobility was like, couldn't bend over to tie his shoes. Couldn't touch like nothing. So I'm like, I'm not going to start you off with a deadlift from the ground mm-hmm. when you can't pick up a barbell without rounding over like a scared cat. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to have you do elevated kettlebell deadlifts to make sure your spine's in a good position. And he was like, I don't want to. And he's watching the high level lifters doing crazy shit. He's like, I want to do that. I'm like, motherfucker. You can't do that yet. <laughs> like, like I'm not having you do that. And uh, he just kept being very uh, abrasive and and headbutting. And eventually, I'll never forget this. At the end of our la- our last session, he didn't know it was our last session. At the end of our last session, he was just giving me lip like you wouldn't believe. 
and it was the whole hour nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I went over to him and, and he basically, I, I had him doing something. I had him doing sled pushes and he stops and he's like, stupid exercise, not doing that. I, I walked up to him, I shook his hand and I was like, this will be our last training session. If you have any further questions, you can talk to the owner of the gym. And I just walked away and his face dropped. And he like, I will remember that face burned into my head forever. He immediately livid goes down to the owner of the gym's office, like livid. And he's like, what the fuck? Da, 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 da. And, and the, the owner is like, it's okay. We'll find you a new coach. And I'll never forget this. And I hear through the door. He goes, I don't want a new coach. I want him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like listening to the door. I was like, what the, like you, what? I just fired you. Like I, and it was, he literally, he came out and he was like, I don't understand. Like, why'd you fire me? And I was like, dude, there wasn't <laughs> a single exercise here? that I gave. I, I was like, I thought you hated me. Every exercise, every set, every rep was, this is bad. This is stupid. This doesn't work. You don't know what you're doing. Let's do something different. That Everything. And so he was like, he was like, that's not true. I wasn't doing that. I was like, dear lord like yes you were man you're man. completely unaware so that was it like I, I didn't work with him he ended up leaving the gym he, like he left the gym entirely like I, I don't know but he was like he either wanted to work with me or nobody and that was it and so uh so yeah i that's the only one i've ever fired but in terms of the that's one-on-one hilarious. clients yeah just <laughs> crazy crazy i don't cra- want another coach i want him <laughs> Just like with the hard boss next, and I don't want another coach. I want him. <laughs> Just crazy. So, that guy no, I, doesn't I know what he's doing. <laughs> Every exercise is stupid. It doesn't work. But I want him to coach me. <laughs> like just yeah. So, but yeah, I, I never fired like online clients, and and so yeah, clients come and go, and that's one of the things about that higher price point model, which. I think people might laugh about 300 bucks a month now because now coaches are charging four, five, six, seven, eight, a thousand dollars a month. Like it's very different than it was then. But uh, it's hard to maintain. Most people can't sustain 300 a month, 400 a month, 500 a month for online coaching. It's a very small percentage of people in the world that can do that. So a lot of times people would sign up and my minimum commitment was six months. I was like, my goal after six months is for you to say, I don't need this anymore. And then you can do this all on your own. Mm -hmm. Some people would stay on for many, many years, but the majority, it, it was about a year. And so that's how like slowly people would dwindle, people would dwindle, people would dwindle. And and that's what happened. And then by the end of uh, about five years or so, I had a, a small handful of people. And and anytime anyone asked about online coaching one-on-one, I was like, it's the inner circle or I can refer you. So I just, I wasn't taking anyone else on. And my assistant cat was necessary with that because she if it wasn't for her then i would have just kept taking on more one-on-one clients and driving myself into a hole yeah in a lot of ways you know part of your growth was outsourcing or or bringing people in that could help you do things better more efficiently or to actually put limits on what you were doing correct there were you know i i really struggled with trust early on which i think anyone who owns a business will understand this. It's when you start your business, it's just you and no one will care about your business as much as you do. I bet, for example, Tony, if you had, let's say you hired an audio engineer to work with you, someone who could help edit the podcast and all that stuff. 
I bet that you would listen to every minute of an episode that they edited because you don't trust that they weren't going to make a mistake. Like, like you're going to sit down and, or you're going to be like, listen, you're going to sit here, you're going to watch me do it. And the first time they do it on their own, there's no way you're not going to like, like micromanage a little bit, like, because you care. Yeah. And you know that like, no one's going to care about your business as much as you do. And that's this, how it should be. Like, I, I've always laughed when employers were like, you don't care about this, but yeah, of course. Cause you're the, you started it, you make the most money. Why the fuck would they care about it as much as you? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So I had a lot of trust issues because in my mind, I was like, no one's going to do it as well as I can. But what the issue was, is I was so busy and had so many different things going on that there were things that I just wasn't doing. Right. Because it's impossible to do it all. And I brought it up to Gary, who I was coaching at the time. And he was like, listen, Gary's the best delegator that I've ever seen in my life. He just delegates immediately everything, done, done, done. And he's always like, trust, 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 like trust immediately, which is sort of what I've adopted thanks to Gary. It's like, I just trust you to do it with you. Like, I just, I just trust you to do it. Like, I've never micromanaged you um, ever, but I did micromanage Kat and Susan early on because that was my learning process. Now it's like, yeah, whatever, Mitch, Tony, whatever, like, doesn't matter. I trust you. But Gary said something to me that really changed my perspective on that, where he was like, listen, if you're, if you're not doing it, then you're doing a zero and someone else's B minus is better than your zero. Hmm. Right. And, and basically in my mind, I was like, everything I do is an A plus, but I'm not able to do everything. I'm yeah. not able to, to do everything. And so when I'm not letting it happen, I'm getting a zero on it. So I'd rather have someone who is doing a B minus or a B or a B plus than have a B a zero. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, that really helped me be like, okay, so even if they do make mistakes, even if it's not as good as it would be if I did it, I'm not doing it anyway. So I need someone to do it. And so that that was very helpful and and helping having Kat and having Susan, having Alex, these were all essentials for me to uh, build the business. And it's so funny. I was talking to my wife yesterday. She was like, you're just surrounded by girls. She was like, you've got me, you've got our daughter, you've got Susan, you've got Kat, you've got Alec. My whole team is just women. Like you and Mitch are the only dudes on my team. Let's and uh, yeah, it's it's just funny. It's it's very funny. We need to like uh, have like a, because the crazy thing about working remote is that, you know, you've never met anyone on the team. Yeah. Right. And so we need to have a whole thing where it's like the whole team, you, me, Mitch, Kat, Susan, we all like go on a trip or do something together. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. We need to figure something like that out. It's been on my list. Uh, I I do want to get down to to Dallas sometime just to Mm. just to have dinner or something, you know, dude, let's make it happen. Yeah, I was hoping I was hoping to have my uh, jujitsu legs under me um, and then and then maybe sit in. But I haven't gotten (laughs) back to it yet. Well, when you come, I've got Matt, so we can roll. We can nice. do a little bit together and just <laughs> just go not not go hard, but just I'll just show you some basic stuff. Yeah, I think I'm wanna, close if, to feeling like I can do some stuff again. Uh, oh, I love my that. Knee, but you know, fingers crossed. Fingers good, crossed. good. I'm glad. But yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Um, it's interesting because it's like I feel like I kind of know Susan already. I feel like yeah. But like we haven't met, we've never spoken, we've never actually interacted, like not even on social media. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh yeah, Susan, like tell her I say what's up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just feel like you know it's that's crazy. That's the crazy part about social media. Yeah, it's like it re- you really do feel like you get to know people, which is why it's so disappointing when you meet someone from online mm. and they're just so different <laughs> than who they are in person. Which is like, 
that that's the worst. Has that ever happened to you where you've like you've seen someone on social media and then you meet them in person? And you're like, oh god, you're not not what you're not supposed not to be exactly. Like. I've I've met some like musicians that I looked up to oh. and stuff, and and that's been uh, really interesting. Um, you know, some people they're just not as like they're great musicians and they're just not as interested in in shooting the shit with a fan. You know. Yep. And then yep. some of them they're like they're like your best friend. They want to like talk yes. and hang out and they invite you places and you're just like, man, this is, <laughs> this, this is, is crazy. Wild. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've, 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 I've kind of seen like the gamut on that, but in terms of like online personalities, I don't think I've met too many. I mean, mm. I reached out to you, you know, that was, that has exceeded all expectations. Uh, Were you nervous when you reached out or did you not even think I was going to see the message? I definitely, I definitely spent time like thinking about how I was going to, you know, reach out. But at at that time I was just sort of like, you know what, I'm going to put this out into the universe. And I didn't expect to get a response uh, at all, (laughs) but you know, I was just like, let me just throw this out there and and see what happens. Um, And what did I, did I just say like, all right, let's hop on the phone? Basically. Yeah. You were just like, (laughs) Hey, like, give me a call. That makes sense. That yeah. sounds like it. And then, <laughs> and where you're like, oh shit. Yeah, it was exciting. I was like, oh damn. It was like That's not awesome. even that long later. It was like a few minutes later. And I was like, expect you know, you just kind of like put it out there and then I'm like, I'm gonna put this out of my mind because I'm sure nothing's yeah. gonna happen. And it was like five minutes later, like, yeah, give me a call. So and, oh man. One of the awesome. best things I've ever done. That was <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, is there anything else that we should go over or so any more questions on it. One of the things that strikes me is when you talk about the inner circle, you talk about it like it's like it's another child of yours. Mm. Like it's the most important thing. It's like the biggest part of your business. And, and it sounds like a big part of your life. And a lot of people you interact with have, have been through there or are part of it or help you with it. So I guess like my big question is, in your words, what does the inner circle mean to you? And mm. did you expect it to feel like this? I never expected it. No, I never expected it to to be what it's become. Dude, I didn't expect any part of my life to be what it's become at all. It's funny, like for whatever it's worth, like when people ask me what I do and they don't know me, like I just say I'm a personal trainer because that's that's what I am and that's all I wanted to be. There's zero aspect of my life that I expected to have it to be like it is mainly from a, and it's a blessing, but from a, a, like a financial standpoint or from a number of people who look up to me perspective. I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought this would happen. And it's not why I started doing what I was doing and coming from a kid who grew up outside Boston with real, real, real financial problems in my house with a, a parents who had awful, terrible, like horrendous, horrifyingly terrible marriage. I never thought I was going to get married. I never thought that I was going to be comfortable uh, economically or financially, none of this stuff. So none of what I've done was expected. So when I started the inner circle, there was no Facebook group. I didn't expect to have a community. I just like, this would be a nice way to help people work out and get fit without needing to spend a lot of money. And then once people were like, yeah, let's have a Facebook group. It was almost immediate. The entire inner circle changed, like almost immediate Mm. and on a much smaller scale, but 
you know, you know what's funny is this. So I'll, I, for, I forgot to mention this part of the story. When I launched the Facebook group, I was worried because there were only about 40 people in the inner circle at that time. It was a few months after. And so the vast majority of those 40 said they wanted to join, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. So I, I put three of my friends, David, Tucker, and Eli in the Facebook group just because I wanted it to look like there were more active people in there. I didn't want like seven people to join and be like, really, this is all you've got. Mm-hmm. Right. So I put David Tucker and Eli, I was like, Hey guys, I need you guys to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, be active <laughs> members in here. And this is the same David who, if you've seen like the, the one who like burned his pubes, I said, burned <laughs> his pubes. I, you know, that story on I'm my sorry, Instagram. I'm sorry. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's the same David, uh, David, they're, they're still like my three best friends to this day that, that I grew up with. And, um, even though it was on a much smaller scale, there was something different about having a community that like just changed, changed the taste, changed mm-hmm. the the feeling of it. And then the next, I think, big turning point was we had an inner circle retreat, the first inner circle retreat, which I believe was in 2019. And that retreat like was so wildly emotional in the best way possible we made it we made it free for the members to go which to be we ended up losing many many thousands of dollars <laughs> like a lot we we spent a lot of money mm-hmm. on it but so this is why we can't do that anymore but um it was so wildly emotional and incredible and like the 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 connections that were made and there were people there was a woman who came from germany like to austin texas for this retreat like yeah just wild absolutely wild people came from from the uk to austin texas just all over the united states all over canada to austin just so we could all hang out it was just insane absolutely insane and so that for me was a big turning point and there have been these turning points along the way but and i say this every week so every week i do a live uh, an hour long live q a every monday at 3 p.m. Eastern. I go in the Inner Circle Facebook group and I answer questions for an hour. Susan does the same thing every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. She'll go in and answer questions live for an hour. And every week I say, this is my favorite part of the week. And I mean it with every ounce of my soul, like just getting to be in there for an hour every week and speaking with everyone is just, it's amazing. And you have people in Australia, you have people in Hong Kong, you have people all over the, all over Europe, Africa, the United States, everywhere. You have people from all over the world. And we're all there and hanging out. And it's so funny, no matter who they are, where they're from, what color they are, what gender they are, it doesn't matter. They all struggle with the same stuff. They all put their pants on one leg at a time. And we're all like so unbelievably similar. And we all have so many of the same insecurities and fears and and all of that stuff. And to have that in a very comfortable, open group without fear of judgment is just, it's extraordinary. And so no, I never expected it to be what it's become, especially from a community level. And that's like the thing I'm most proud of is the community. Yeah. Like that's, I am the most, most, most proud of that. And, and the, I think what's important to note is I think from a business perspective, people expect me to be in there answering all the questions. But one of the things I decided early on was I would be in there every week for an hour answering questions with my face. But one thing I realized is when I answered every question or when Susan answered every question, what eventually happened is it became that we were the only, like we were the authorities of the group. And that's not what we want that I don't feel like makes a good community. Mm -hmm. I feel like what makes a really good community is when everyone helps everybody. 
And so another thing that I've realized is if I'm going, the best way for me to learn is to teach. And the best way for me to feel the most helpful is to teach. And so if Susan or myself are the only ones answering questions in the group, that strips other members opportunity for them to be helpful and to rise to the occasion, to become leaders and to feel helpful. And so we actually take big steps back in mm-hmm. the day-to-day of the group and allow other men, like when someone has a question, like, let's see what one of the members says. And if s- someone says something that's patently false or wrong, we'll be like, hey, like actually we would recommend doing it this way. Thank you for contributing, but like we would actually recommend this. But it's at a point where someone's always going to say something that's unbelievably helpful and probably what we would say anyway. Yeah. And so it, it gives people an opportunity to really rise within the community themselves. And so that I think is worth noting because Susan and I are both in there every week for an hour but we're not in there answering every single question, micromanaging. Like we want yeah. it to almost be self-sufficient. So like, God forbid, let's say I die. The inner circle still runs. Mm-hmm. Like there's still, everyone's in there. It's not like people just stop posting. It's not like people stop answering questions. It's if I'm not here, the inner circle still goes forever in perpetuity, yeah. regardless of, of no matter, which to me is, I think, uh, an amazing, amazing community to have. Yeah. And you've you've spent so much time creating this content and putting out this information and it's there. So even even talking about the podcast, you know, it's like sometimes we'll come up with a a topic and it's like, yeah, you've done a YouTube about that years ago, or you have posts about that, or you have an article you've done. It's it's not that it's groundbreaking new information. It's just like, how do we put it out there that people can digest it? And if they're digesting it, then yeah, they can they can take that and help someone else with it. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. So so I'll say this, and this is going to be, again, the big pitch. The Inner Circle live app will be going within a few weeks, max. By the end of February at the latest, but probably before that. And when that happens, the price is doubling. The price is doubling, and I haven't increased the price since 2017. Okay, so it's been this price since 2017, long overdue, but we're going to double the price. So if you get in before... The price goes up before the, the fully new app launches. Your price will never go up as long as you remain an active member. What I want to say is some people ask, well, why is it done quarterly or annually? You could either join quarterly or join annually. Whichever one you choose, it's it's up to you. I used to do monthly. And what I realized is it's funny. I used to do monthly for the inner circle, but for a long time I stopped like I stopped doing month-to-month options in one-on-one coaching pretty early on in my coaching career because If someone signed up for a month, then essentially they were expecting progress in a month. They Mm -hmm. were expecting huge and and not even necessarily like logically, but subconsciously, they're like, I'm signing up for a month. I want progress in a month. And when you say you want progress in a month, you actually want progress in two weeks because what happens is you say you want to achieve, I don't know, you want to lose eight pounds in 30 days. Okay. So that means in two weeks, you should lose four pounds. So and this is all made up in your head, but by the time two weeks comes, you have a random weight spike. You're back to where you started. You feel like, well, this isn't working and you cancel after two weeks. So when I was doing one-on-one coaching, I would have a minimum six-month commitment. Yeah. And I realized when people commit for six months at the beginning, 
their results were way better. Their mindset was way better. They weren't looking for a quick fix. So I initially had a month to month option in the inner circle. And I realized people were coming in and canceling within a couple of weeks because they weren't achieving what they subconsciously thought they should be. So I, I made it, you know what, it's going to be a three month option. Like you can either join for a quarter and have that auto renew or annually. And uh, immediately the results got way better. And the signups went down, by the way, you get way more signups when you have that monthly option. Mm-hmm. So like, I could have way more signups if I did the monthly option, but I know it's going to be worse for people mentally, emotionally, and and progress-wise if they only sign up for a month. So people often ask, can you have the monthly option? No, there will never be a monthly option again because you inherently develop a subconscious shift towards, I should be making progress in this month. And it takes months, months, months of being consistent to make real progress. So if you want to join at this lower price point, the link is in the show notes. The new app will be launching within a few weeks of this podcast being uh, released. If you want to be a beta tester, you need to be in a, in a circle Facebook group for it. If you have not been accepted to the Facebook group, when you join the inner circle, we send you a welcome email. In the welcome email, there's bolded, highlighted, all caps, underlined instructions on how to get in the Facebook group. Every day I'm like, I'm not, I'm not accepted yet. I'm not accepted yet. We have instructions on how to get in. You need to email us and let us know. Mm-hmm. So check out that welcome email. And I think that's it. If you want to join, get in at, at the lowest price you will ever, ever be able to get in at. Link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to every Inner Circle member. Thank you so much for your support. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you, Tony. I thought this was a really good idea for a podcast. And uh, we're bumping this one up to the front of the line so that people have the chance to get in before the, uh, the price jumps. So that's it. Mm-hmm.